2: Welcome to Whack Brackets, the podcast that is still trying to understand how Fred Durst is allowed to pack a chainsaw and openly threaten people without doing hard time. I'm your host, Mike. And on this episode of the podcast, we are going to bracket off new metal bands with, oddly enough, guys who are into spy movies and Star (laughs) Trek. But you know what? At one point in most of our lives, we were all into bad music and this fits the bill. We are talking to from the SpyHards podcast, Agent Scott and Agent Cam. And Agent Scott looks like he's recording from the sun today. but So we'll start with him in case he's actually going to die first. How are you doing, Agent Scott? Are you alive over there?
0: I'm burning up in here. Uh, that's just with a
1: passion to talk about uh, Lincoln Park, of course.
2: <laughs> so how are you doing, Cam?
1: I'm downloading the shockwave for all the ladies <laughs> in the cave to get their groove on. I'm doing great. Um, I'm summoning up. My uh, Fred Durst poetry that I've, you know, memorized from the many years of listening to uh, new metal. But I'm very excited to talk about all manner of new metal bands because this was my era, for sure.
2: Yeah, well, I will warn you. You mess with Limp Biscuit, you can't mess with Limp Biscuit because they get it on every day and every night. Mm -hmm. Just just be aware. Be afraid. Be very afraid, my friend. But... Before we move on with the podcast, I will tell people what I do over here on the regular at the Whack Brackets podcast. I'm asking the burning questions you never knew you wanted answered until we ask them. We will bring on fellow podcasters and friends of the show, such as the agents Cam and the agent Scott, and we will bracket off similar contestants choosing irreverent, ever-changing questions. So if you are ready to bracket off new metal bands, I'm ready to deal. We ready to go? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, first question. We are going to pit the legendary Limp Biscuit versus Corn. also legendary, arguably more legendary probably. Which one of these two bands is more likely to be reprimanded by the dean at your college graduation? Who do you have, Agent Cam?
1: Okay, so now I've got to think of, like, the mentalities of these two bands. I feel like Corn wore the, like, outsider kind of look, but, like, were they really that bad at guys? Jonathan Davis seems like quite a sensitive soul type. Whereas when I look at Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst seems like a Hellion. And not in like the ways that not in like the fun, you know, kind of way. More is like, this guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I've seen the man in concert. Um, I remember following this era, and Fred Durst seemed really obnoxious in a lot of ways. It was always like. That was the biggest issue, I think, for... And I was a fan of Limp Bizkit for several years. It was tough sometimes to be a fan because of Fred Durst. (laughs) And I think that he would be the one that would be running afoul of the pesky Dean and causing a lot of problems. I think the Corn guys were just kind of a little too low-key. All right. What do you think, Scott? See, I think Corn would have more
0: trouble just because they would be somewhat indecipherable. Especially if they had to make a like a commencement speech or something. And that's why the dean would be <laughs> on their ass. Because, you know, Limp Biscuit would be rapping, you'd kind of get it, but then corn walks up and they're all like and, and the guy's the dean's like, what are you doing? Get off the stage, please.
1: <laughs> and the speech just ends with, go. <laughs> well,
2: that would be really confusing at the end of the speech. So...
1: It really, what I mean, I guess you know what. If Corn are doing the song "Freak on a Leash," maybe that's a sign of their true intentions as well. I mean, uh, these guys—you got to keep them on the leash because what happens when they're off? That's what the dean—he suspects things. But on the flip side, Limp Biscuit—they just want to break stuff. Yeah. No one wants breaking stuff on the campus.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing about Corn, Jonathan Davis, come to find out, that's a really weird dude. Oh he yeah. C- Yeah, he collects, I think, mass murder or memorabilia. I think he went on to be a mortician. He's kind of an odd bird, but he doesn't strike me as being too dangerous or stupid, I guess. I don't know. And you know what? I take that back. I actually heard a story where he was on Alex Jones. And anybody that's on Alex Jones instantly, again, we will not preach many politics, but Alex Jones has formally come out and said he is totally entertainment, even though he is totally lying to people and not entertainment. He says, If anybody believes me, they're fucking stupid. And they are. That's beside the point. So Alex Jones had on Jonathan Davis from Limp or from Corn, and he went on and said Alex Jones type thing. So I guess he could get back there and say some really ranting political stuff like fuck you, you liberal Nazis, and shit like that. Now, that being said, Limp Biscuit, we've discussed already that at least on the surface, Fred Durst likes to pack chainsaws. He also has admittedly Talked about sticking cookies in his rectum, and he's dressed in a T-shirt all the time. So usually, kind of a com- end of the college graduation, you want to look a little nicer. So he's dressed in a T-shirt. And the only guy in the audience wearing a red hat that's not a MAGA hat. Wes Borland's going to be standing around looking like a praying man is dressed up like an astronaut in a tutu or some bullshit. I just get the impression that corn for all of their faults. Or all of their eccentricities, And so that's not a word. I'm speaking like a fucking West Virginia Hillbilly for all their eccentricities, but for all their nuances, we will say, Oh, they don't strike me as probably causing too much trouble. Whereas Limp Biscuit, you know when you go in what you're gonna get with Limp Biscuit, they're gonna be every time that somebody rocks across the stage, Fred Durst will be like, Yeah. So yeah, I think he's gonna be like, sir, you need to be quiet as the students are walking across the stage and it's like, you can't bust one limb biscuit. And, you know, of course, then poor Dean's going to ask why. And it's like, because we get it on every day and every night.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got to think about Fred Durst. He's the guy who thought he could cover George Michael's faith. He
1: kind of did, though. It wasn't bad. Just because you did it doesn't mean you did it. Do you know what I mean? I, like, he, I don't know. I thought that was actually a pretty catchy cover. I think I'll stick to George Michael thing. I, I think it's their behind blue eyes that's far more objectionable. That one's really bad.
2: I'm not even aware of that.
1: It was like maybe the 2000, probably around 2003 or something. 2003. The results may vary. Um. Here's the thing, too. A real world point, I think, to maybe settle this argument, possibly. Okay. Both Corn and Limp Bizkit played Woodstock '99. Mm-hmm. As we know, Woodstock '99 did not end well. <laughs> there was uh, fires. There was some rioting behavior. Which band was blamed for helping incite those problems? It was Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I I think I'm on board. I think the corner kind of a the kind of nice boys. Maybe I think they're kind of mama's boys a little bit.
2: Nice enough.
1: They have issues because you know, and not to, that's actually an album reference as well. They do have the album issues, but um, you know, their their backstory. There were some rough years for the Corn guys, but it seemed like it was more <laughs> um, self inflicted harm versus outward harm. So they may have they may need like the the you know university or college counselor, but I don't think
2: they're causing the
1: widespread issues that Biscuit would.
2: I would love to hear Agent Scott because it sounded like he could do some corn imitations. There, can you do the thing in the middle of "Freak on the Leash" where he he sounds like it's like redneck beatboxing or whatever?
0: I did it earlier. I'm
2: not doing
0: it again. Yeah, you don't. Was that what you one? did? I couldn't remember. That's what I thought
2: it Did the boom da da ooh, or whatever? I couldn't. Okay, that's that's the bit, wasn't
0: it? Was there another bit in the song? I know. I think you know is what. It... For
2: some reason, I thought you were just doing the. I, I think you shocked me with that. I think you were doing. I'm I sorry. think I was. i I think you expect. I expected you to do the, the whole like uh. Why my, you my gonna food full army? Yeah, no, okay, but yeah, you actually did the, you actually did the full. You went all in on the corns. So I love it. Yeah, so, well,
0: you have to. You have to. You I did bet, I, I, They're not like Limp Biscuit. They don't do it every day and every night. But corn do go hard.
2: Well, that's the thing about corn is that Limp Biscuit does it too often. Probably, if Limp Biscuit would actually not do it so much, maybe they would be a better band. But they're getting it on every day and every night. Corn knows when to rest. And they bring their A game when they actually play.
0: Well, they, they do dream about sex all day.
2: Yeah, all, mm. all day long. Yeah, mm. they actually have shoes named after them. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I've been told.
0: But I, I'm, going, I'm going to go with Limp Bizkit. I think he's going to get my vote.
1: I remember seeing um, uh, Limp Bizkit in concert in, uh, I think it was in I'm Washington sorry. State. Yeah, they, it was, at, it was uh, Metallica's summer sanitarium tour. They were the co-headliner. And they'd been booed off stage um, at one of the stops shortly before ours. And I remember they came out and people were like pelting them with stuff and booing them. And there were signs up all over the place. And I remember Fred Durst goes, if you're going to hit me, hit me in the face. (laughs) And I've (laughs) I've never forgotten that. That stuck in my head. That was like 15 years ago. And I will never, ever forget it for the rest of my life. (laughs)
2: We would have liked to, Fred, but unfortunately, not all of us are that good at throwing things long distances to hit your small, ugly ass. So (laughs) it does appear. Limp Biscuit is going to go into the final round against the winner of this question. Which one of these two bands would you be more disturbed to find out that your 64-year-old surgeon listens to? Why not 65? I don't know. We're in the middle of a Beatles song now. Scott has inspired me. Would it be Linkin Park or would it be Slipknot? And since we started out with Cam last time, Let's start out with Scott. Who do you have?
0: Well, you've got to think about what you want from a surgeon, okay? You want steady hands and a focused mind. I don't think someone jamming out to Slipknot and there are many drummers and percussionists along my body as he's chopping me up is exactly what I want when a surgeon's working on me. So maybe something a bit softer. Like Linkin Park, maybe they can do a little scraps, like a wiki wiki on, my, on me when they're performing surgery. But apart from that, I, I think I'd rather have Lincoln Park.
2: You know what? I'm going to interject here. I'm going to make Cam answer this because I'm going to disagree. And i tell you what. For the simple, line, for the simple fact that Lincoln Park says this line in their song, I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. That's not the kind of attitude you want from your surgeon. It's just uh... not. Okay? So at that point, instantly, I'm thinking Lincoln Park, Uh Uh-oh. What do you have, Agent Scott?
1: Uh, I'm
0: going to jump in. If you're going to throw, like, lyrics back at the surgeon... Oh, I'm definitely going to
2: throw lyrics at this.
0: You want the surgeon who thinks people equal shit to operate on you. I've got a few
1: others. What about, I want to slit your throat and F the wound. (laughs) That one, um... (laughs) Also, uh, who is it? Cut, cut, cut me up and F, F, F me up
2: um slitting the throat uh, and effing the wound from what i understand possibly from some of the people in my neighborhood that could possibly be a covid cure <laughs> instead of actually getting these vaccines that put microchips well, in you hopefully if i'm
1: yeah. getting a tracheotomy that is not how i want it to go <laughs> <laughs> what a way to die though what a oh my god <laughs> that's the last thing i see um
2: uh boy, the okay, autopsy's I'm... gonna read how, how did he die cut up and sex performed in open wound
1: I'm just trying to think here. Okay. So
2: surgeon had herpes, added to <laughs> malaise.
1: Now you're really sick.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's that's what songs. took it over the bar. That was yeah. too far. That was one too far.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to, like, come at this in a different direction. Lincoln Park is a tougher one to grapple with because I'm like, okay, like, it's fairly inoffensive. I don't know if there's a lot about Lincoln Park that's going to make me feel one way or the other. Like, if they're listening to, like, Even some of the slower Linkin Park songs? What do I care?
2: And not only that, here's the thing, another thing I hate about Linkin Park. And then I'll ask you one question about Slipknot before we decide. The thing about Linkin Park I hate is they always felt like the worst derivative, kind of like the cheesiest boiled down version of Rage Against the Machine, okay? Because they wanted to sound deep, but they didn't want to have any edge. So it was kind of like, okay, and then we need a rapper, So is Zach De La rocha too much spikes for you? You know, here. Have some Fort Minor instead. You know, and so to me, they're like, yeah, as far as I'm considered, they're like 10% rage, 20% shit, 15% worried about having a hit, and whatever the fucking else Fort Minor song says, if you guys know what I'm talking about. So that's a it's a derivative work of even there. Fort Minor is the derivative of the derivative of Lincoln Park. So Anyway, yeah, too many derivatives, okay? And I want a surgeon who's there because he wants to be, not because he saw his dad be a surgeon. He's like, I'd like to do that. And it's like, he's just half-assing it because he knows it makes a lot of money. You know, I think Slipknot's in the game. Slipknot is so in the game, Burger King copied them. Do you guys remember this? No. I shit you not. There was a medal, I guess. I don't know what you would call it, but Burger King came out with a band, check it out, called Cockrock, Rock, C-O-Q-R-O-Q. And they looked a lot like Slipknot. I think Slipknot even sued them. And they were selling chicken fries. What? <laughs> I'm not making this up. Go check out Burger King, Cock Rock, C-O-Q, R-O-Q, after this episode's over.
1: I don't know that that uh, came across the border into Canada here. I don't recall that at all. That's amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, Definitely go- not across the Atlantic. Not only,
2: Cock Rock, I also believe, put out like four songs. I think what? I bet you can find some. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Were they like heavy metal? You, you know what? It's something you're going to have to experience for yourself is all I'm going to say. I'm going to go cock rock. Yeah. So they have got stuff here called Bob your head. Uh, they've got chicken fries, cock are they, are ro-
0: they like yeah. puns. So is it like,
2: oh, yeah, it's it's totally shit or something
0: like that. <laughs>
2: it's, it's Burger King. Burger King put them up to this. I'm pretty sure this wasn't a band imitating Slipknot because they wanted to and rapping about Burger King chicken fries. This was a band that was commissioned by Burger King to rap about said chicken fries.
1: That's incredible.
0: I feel like before uh, Slipknot run away with this. Oh, you sent a video.
2: 18 plus. Oh, I did. You can check it out real quick. You got oh. to at least check it out for a second if you got. Just put, just put, oh, so give yourself no, time. If, to if we go a
0: second, it. check it out. Hang on, yeah. Look, yeah,
2: why not? So I've got to know the verdict. You guys look confused and dazed.
0: <laughs> I oh, quite derivative. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good little hook, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they, they're they're actually musicians, which is nice. Um, what what uh, what? Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did Burger that? King think they were getting out of this? <laughs> Are they targeting the Men in Black 2 crowd?
2: <laughs> oh, God. I know that's about the lowest form of insult you can throw.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we, we definitely made jabs at Burger King in that episode. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well,
2: okay. So, uh, sorry to take it off the rails, but if you hadn't, I thought hopefully I was going to get a cock rock discussion going on here, and at least now you've seen cockrock.
0: I, I thought I had seen Cock Rock, but now I definitely have seen Cock Rock. <laughs> and I'll never unsee it. Yeah, I know.
2: And it's it's kind of beautiful in its, in its oddity.
0: I, I think the winner of Linkin Park versus Slipknot is Cock Rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll let them go on to the next round. This is my show. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. If you well, want oh, Cock Rock to go on. That would actually disturb you. me more if we add Cock Rock. If I knew my surgeon was listening to Cock Rock, the band... Well, he was, yeah. I'd, I'd go with that. I could. Well, the question is, who
0: would be who would you be more disturbed to find out? Yeah, I'd definitely be
1: more disturbed to find out Cock Rock was playing in definitely the, in, in the surgery. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like they say that there's a parallel between a lot of uh, heavy metal pe- uh, fans also listen to classical music. For some reason, there is some right. bit of connection there. So if you tell me my surgeon listens to Slipknot or Linkin Park, I go okay. Makes sense. Like maybe he's into classical music as well. Like maybe there's a diversity of choices here. If he's listening to cock rock, I'm like, this man is out of his mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This, this guy's not in a good place.
1: Like, why is he listening to like bad music from uh, like Burger King commercials? Like that's insane.
2: And there's only like four songs, which means that he probably listens to them regularly. He's probably just got them on repeat.
1: I feel sorry for the nurses. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) <laughs> like who boy. have we got assigned today? Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. We take a leg away. Oh, Doctor Smith. Oh no, cock rock guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. head surgeon's. Like I just don't understand why the nurses keep quitting after working here for two weeks. And like
1: they got rocked. It never really um, raised a concern to me that perhaps my surgeon is wearing like a slipknot costume. Yeah, but but I feel somewhat considerably more concerned that he's probably wearing a Cockrock costume because someone who's listening to Cockrock is probably wearing the costume because clearly they've lost their mind.
2: <laughs> right. You know what? I'm fine. I'll let Cockrock go on to the next round. We'll we'll fuck uh Slipknot and um, Lincoln Park all the hell. We'll just let Cockrock go in. So yeah. Yeah. Cockrock gonna go on to the final round. Late addition to this wag bracket. It's happened before, I believe. <laughs> It'll happen again so it just happens has
0: made a comeback that no one thought they would
2: i wonder what those guys are doing now now i'm gonna have to do a deep dive after this episode and post follow-ups on twitter
1: they're probably working at burger king (laughs) i can't wait for the return of the rooster tour
2: oh (laughs) i guarantee your ass at least one of those guys was the son of an executive at burger king
1: oh yeah and, and, like, One. failed son. It's the son oh. who's, like, really screwing up, and he's like, I know I can at least get him to do this.
2: Yeah, and then he's like, well, here's the thing. Then I can pay him. This It's probably a tax scam, okay? And he's like, okay, now how can I have a tax shelter for my money? Well, if I give him, I'm he's going to be taxed at a lower rate than me, so I'll give him this and a whole bunch of stock options in Burger King, and then that way yeah. I don't have to pay him to live out in the garage anymore. So, Cockrock guys, sorry to insult you, but you win or lose, and you go on to the next round <laughs> unexpectedly. Sorry, but this is the way we play the Whack bracket. So final question about the only band you would consider to be as ridiculous as Cockrock, Limp Biscuit, going up against Cockrock. With this final question being, which one of these two bands writes a better theme song for the Summer Olympics? We don't know much about cock rock, but we know they are derivative work of Slipknot. And we also know they write better riffs than you would expect. So, Cam, which would oh, it be? Oh,
1: boy. Um, it's hard to not say cock rock because it's <laughs> like these are people that write jingles for marketing and if you're working in the olympics that's a big part of it is like they're going to want that song to be catchy and to uh you know they want audiences and people watching at home to remember that song and probably buy the single on itunes or what have you or apple music whatever it's called now um stream it off spotify they want that song to have some impact on the flip side limp biscuit you have more of the star power you're bringing in an established brand um, you know, often they'll bring in famous musicians to do Olympic songs or event songs because that will give it a boost that will make a lot of money. So it's like, are we hiring professional marketers or are we hiring an established brand name like to make the music for us? <sighs> Olympics is a worldwide platform. Right. And so you need to reach everyone. Which one is, <laughs> which band speaks more to the world at large, Limp Biscuit or Cockrock? <laughs>
0: I define my life now as before cock rock and after (laughs) cock rock. So uh, A-C-R, I guess, after cock rock is where I am now. So it really is hard to uh, put cock rock away. It's it's hard to hide the cock. But I have to say...
2: That's what John Holmes said.
0: (laughs) Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, wee. I I have to go with Limp Biscuit. They've got a proven history of uh, catchy tunes. Much as everyone pretty much hates rolling now, there was a moment, there was a particular moment in time where
1: we all were rolling. And do they have, like, the Olympic variation on that song where it's just keep running, 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 running? What? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You just, like, slightly alter that song, and suddenly it's Olympic-friendly. And that's their most commercially viable song. They've remixed it. It's like doing a
0: Christmas remix for charity. It's perfect. This is it. They'll, they'll sell millions of copies. Done.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nookie was their other biggest hit probably, right?
2: I think Nookie was, could have probably been an even bigger hit. They were one in 1A. One
1: Nookie was definitely bigger here, yeah.
0: Anything from Hot Dog uh, Flavoured Water was was quite popular. <laughs> so was My Generation on there? Yeah, My Generation, yeah. And there was like a softer one. My Way. Oh,
1: My Way was quite big wasn't I think boiler room was off um, hot dog flavored water as well? Well okay, well I, I'm I'm gonna stick with limp Biscuit. I know cock rock
0: is is great and my life is forever changed, but I, I think if we're looking for a successful and, and the question is a better song, I think mm-hmm. limp Biscuit will write us the best uh, Summer Olympic song that uh, our nation could be proud of.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree because I think limp Biscuit's good at writing, <laughs> one could argue dumb choruses that everyone will remember instantly. Yeah, they are very catchy. You know, the, the uh, chorus of Nookie is kind of absurd. It, it's pretty dumb, but the whole world was singing along in what summer 1999 or whatever, whenever that album came out. So I kind of believe if you need that quick hit, you know, on the Olympics, the song you can play like once or twice and suddenly everyone's going to know that chorus. Limp Bizkit are pretty good at that cock rock, Having now listened to a clip of the, the, the music, I don't know that I could instantly sing it. Limp Biscuit. oh, I, I, I knew those songs pretty quickly.
0: I, I, I have a special connection with Roland. That's a very unfortunate connection. But, can we uh, hear it? Of course you can hear it. My, my ex-partner, I met them at the bar, a little bit of flirting, and then Roland comes on. Now, you don't think Roland is a makeout track. Well, man, that was the song that brought us together. Oh, oh, and goodness. I lost six years of my
1: life. <laughs> That's what a lot of Limp Bizkit fans said. I too. hate Limp <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no.
0: So yeah, Roland is a very special song.
2: Yeah, I'm, I could totally see it being a makeout song. There's the move in, move out, move hands out. up, hands down, back up, back up. Tell me what you want to do now. Breathe in, breathe in. See, yeah, there's so consent whole... in there and everything. It's great. You mess with Limp Bizkit. You can't mess with Limp Bizkit because they'll ask for consent. Mm. And then you they'll either give it to you or not, and that's the way a good relationship should be. So
1: <laughs> that's the that's the moral of the story when it comes to Limp Biscuit
2: music. <laughs> yeah. See, the the thing is, Limp Biscuit doesn't get nearly enough credit for the deepness of their lyrics. I was sitting here trashing on them earlier, but it's like an onion. There's layers to Limp Biscuit, and people just want to look at the surface. But in reality, Fred Durst is a very well thought, deep thinking individual, and songs like Roland and like "Counterfeit." they really have it, it you're freaking me out you wore a mask called counterfeit not a counterfeit mask and why the mask was named counterfeit there's actually probably a story in there we don't know
0: they don't give a fuck and they won't you, ever give a fuck no never until you give a fuck about me mm. that's, that's and right my generation look he's he's this altruistic guy he wants to help mm. a nation thus the olympics oh
2: what has cock rock ever done for anybody? They couldn't even get out of the Burger King. And I really wanted cock rock after letting them go on in, in the last round. But honestly, I think any of these other bands would have been up against it. I could have made an argument, I guess, for a Linkin Park because they're kind of poppy enough. I think that Corn again, too much, uh, too heavy, too weird sounding. They don't have open A tuning on trombones or whatever the fuck they play. I don't think you can get trumpets and shit that low in the register. And then oh, Slip, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know, Slipknot. Bagpipes? You know. Yeah, that too. So yeah, you can't play a speed metal song on a bagpipe, but you could probably play the Nookie on a bagpipe, right? So only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's I got fair. a bagpipe back here. Let's, let's break it out after the show. Actually, I do not have a bagpipe. It'd be kind of dope if I did, though. I would totally pull it out right now and try to play the Nookie.
1: And, and Slipknot could not do an Olympic anthem to save their lives. Like, no. they would be, they're very good at anthems, but they're too extreme.
2: And a lot of times, honestly, the thing I don't like about Slipknot, at least I, again, I, my Slipknot knowledge is not as as much as yours. I do think they write very great, heavy riffs, but it seems like the guy does a lot of talking in a song. It's like he's reading the menu at a restaurant. He can't decide if he wants the chicken or the fish. He's like, I can't decide if I want the chicken or the fish and the fish is looking very good right now. But then there's the chicken and you're I... like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? Just sing. Are you so. quoting a Cock Rock song right now? Ah, <laughs> I should be. That would be totally dope. Make sure that you get the chicken fries because the chicken fries are much better than the French fries. The French fries are for losers. They're made out of potatoes. Totally get the chicken fries. But that's the way that the guy from Slipknot sings. If, if we're looking at the
0: uh, the USA theme for the okay. if the US is hosting the Olympics now. I mean, it's totally
2: Cock not. Rock because they do fast food. It's done.
0: Uh, what represents Americana more than a guy right now in a white shirt and a red hat?
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> well now I, six months ago you would have been right and actually now you're right too yeah. Live in my neighborhood walk a mile oh. in my shoes <laughs> 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 so with that said unfortunately or fortunately i think we were up against it by inviting limp biscuit into this conversation because for all their faults they are somewhat of an iconic band of an era we had to give them a fair run as we do in the whack brackets and we have a winner of our new metal whack bracket. We will keep rolling, rolling, rolling with Limp Biscuit, and we will roll, roll, roll onto Cam and Scott from the Spy Hards podcast and thank them as we always do for being guests. And before we go, why don't you tell people what you do over at the Spy Hards as if they couldn't guess?
0: Well, apart from getting it on every day and every night, um, <laughs> you'll also find us every Tuesday tackling the, the best and worst of spy movies, basically. So we uh, we find a spy movie every week, and we try and figure out if it makes the knock list, we call it. It's
1: like the best of the best, right, Cam? Yeah, knock list is the need-to-see official classics of the Spy Hearts podcast. So we're trying to compile the ultimate list of spy movies that you would give someone if they wanted to watch the best spy movies ever made. So... You know, some movies you tackle are maybe a little more obvious, like, say, something like Hitchcock's North by Northwest. But there's others in there that are maybe some hidden gems that people should really be watching. So we try to also reveal those to an audience who may not be aware of them. Like the limbic cover of
0: George Michael's song, Faith.
1: That too, yeah. That made the knock list, for sure. Of course.
2: Now, I have to see, because apparently there's a film that has Fred Durst or something in it called The Fanatic, maybe. Oh, it's co-written by Fred Durst. Oh, and he, stars he John Travolta. It. He yeah. directed oh. it. God, it's, that sounds atrocious.
1: It's unbelievably awful.
2: <laughs> That's expected, but unfortunate. So, mm-hmm. so, with that said, again, thank you guys for being on. You are on my knock list. I love having you guys on. It's a lot of fun, as always, on the Whack Brackets podcast. You can check me out on the Instagrams and the Tweeters. I'm at Whack Brackets. You can send me an email to anything at WhackBrackets.com. You can send it to Rock out with your cock rock out at whackbrackets.com and I will get that. But before we go one more time, fellas, thank you, Agent Cam and Agent Scott. One day I will probably call you Agent J and Agent K and get assaulted through multimedia. And if I do, I apologize. But until then, thank you again. I will let you say goodbye on the way out. We'll see you later.
0: Goodbye on the way out.
1: Good night, world.